0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 425. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Welcome back to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your questions. On the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you, kind of like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors. I love the Q&A portion of the show because this is your time to ask me specific questions that you wanna know about. Now, why should you bother sending me a question? Well, first, you're entered into small raffles when you do send me a question. Second, it makes me happy. And third, well, let's face it, you may be wondering, why bother sending in a question? Aren't I just a narrator for other people's blogs? Well, I am so much more. I have a number of degrees and credentials behind my name. I'll spare you this time from listing everything. But let's just say health, wellness, nutrition, fitness, stress management, these are my passions. And I do have the credentials and certifications to back up those passions. All right, without further ado, let's jump right to today's question and start optimizing your life. Hi, this is Joe. I live in Michigan and I was wondering what are the effects of drinking kombucha and how many should you drink in a day? Thank you for your question, Joe. I still remember the very first nutrition class I took as an undergraduate student. My, how things have changed. That was where I was told that drinking tea was bad for you because it contained caffeine. I was actually thrilled at the time because I couldn't stand tea. So by avoiding tea, I felt like I wasn't missing out on anything. But again, my, how things have changed. First, My tastes have matured, and I'm proud to say that I have come to appreciate tea and enjoy all varieties. But we've also learned a lot more about caffeine and tea and their potential health benefits. So back to your question, Joe, about kombucha. In case you were wondering about where I was going with my drawn-out story about tea, I promise I did have a point. Kombucha is often consumed as tea. So when you're walking up and down the aisle at your favorite supermarket, you might find they carry kombucha tea. What's interesting about kombucha is that it's often referred to as kombucha mushroom or Manchurian mushroom. This is ironic because the word kombucha translates to tea made from kombu seaweed. What's even more ironic is that kombucha is not made from mushrooms or seaweed. It's actually made by combining black tea, sugar, and yeast together and then letting it sit for about a week or so. By the end of that week, the hope is that you end up with this blob of gelatinous goo. So why those ingredients and why let it sit till it forms this not-so-appetizing gelatinous goo? Well, combining these ingredients and letting it sit for an extended period of time allows it to grow fungi and bacteria, which is basically what that gelatinous blob is made of. Now, that might sound disgusting, but there are supposed to be beneficial bacteria, bacteria that will promote health, not harm it in that gelatinous blob. So what you're doing is creating essentially a fermented food. If you've ever had yogurt, sourdough bread, kimchi, or sauerkraut, you've consumed a food that has gone through a similar fermentation process. So after a week of letting this mixture sit and form its gelatin-like blob, you drink it. And again, by doing so, you're hoping to consume those beneficial bacteria found in that gelatinous blob. Supposedly, kombucha tea has been around for at least 2,000 years. It was believed that drinking it would cure illnesses, but actual scientific analysis of these claims didn't start happening until the 1930s. Today, some claim that kombucha tea improves digestion, boosts immunity, lowers blood sugar and cholesterol levels, and lots more. Unfortunately, human studies have not found this to be true. Part of the problem is each kombucha tea contains different organisms. So how can we possibly get an accurate picture of what's going on when we really don't know what we're comparing? And it's for this very reason, we can't really say how much kombucha tea we should or can safely consume. We don't have a safe dosage. But my perspective is always this, if it's not causing harm, then don't stress about it. So then the question is, does kombucha cause harm? There have been reported cases of illness like liver problems and allergic reactions and at least one reported death. How could this happen? Well, here are some potential problems with kombucha tea. Let's say you were to make a homemade version. The type of bacteria and fungi that you'll end up with in your version of the tea is really dependent on what bacteria and fungi are lying around your kitchen. So there may be good bacteria and fungi in your kitchen, or not so good. When drinking store-bought kombucha tea, the same rule applies. Are they making this stuff in a fairly clean environment or are they a little loose with their hygiene? So I'm basically saying that the type of kombucha tea you end up with is really a product of the environment in which you grow it. You also need to be careful about where you store your kombucha tea. There have been reported cases of lead poisoning because folks stored their tea in a ceramic pot which contained a lead-based glaze. Glass is probably the safest vessel to grow and store kombucha tea. So the bottom line is this. Kombucha tea is probably not going to provide many health benefits, if any at all. But if it's not harming you, enjoy it. Just be sure to monitor how you feel after consuming it. To lower your risk of any unintentional side effects, if you're consuming store-bought kombucha tea, be sure it's from a reputable company. It may not be a bad idea to do a little bit of research and find out what the company does to ensure the safety of its product. If you're making it at home, Just go to Indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to submit a question and have a chance to win books, it's really easy. You can call in, the number is 61 love ohd or you can submit your audio question by clicking the red bar along the side of our site at oldpodcast.com. That'll let you record your question, listen back to it, and then submit it to us. Again, you can find that at oldpodcast.com. All right, that's another week of Optimal Health Daily in the Books. Thank you, as always, for listening every day and all the way through. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism,